here we go. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pulse of Ithaca podcast, your local podcast for entertainment in the greater Ithaca, New York area. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Sean, your host, and joining me is our knowledgeable co-host, Pete. This week, we'll be discussing some upcoming concerts and exploring a Halloween hiking spot. Let's get started. Yeah, Sean. What is up? Not much, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Happy to be here with you again. Likewise. Uh, we scored a pretty good spot here. Yeah, we're very professional today at our uh, com- conference room. Yeah, I'd say it's a conference room. Yeah, it's uh, probably what hosts like 30 people, but there's just two of us right now in it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, at the uh, Campy Hilton Hotel in Ithaca, New York. How about that? That's right. It's quite the nice uh, hookup we got here. So we do. Hopefully this can uh, work out week to week so we're not scrambling around looking Absolutely. for a space <laughs> each week. <laughs> So, good stuff. Well, uh, I did my homework this week, like I normally do. I've been trying to figure out what good uh, events are going on this week. And with it being Halloween, you know, it's it's like one of those uh, weekends where all the bands like to do something special. If a band hasn't played in a few months, they try to target this weekend as like... Something unique. Yeah, something to do and to get everybody out. So, uh, we got some great shows coming up this weekend. I think I'm going to start things off with... Deep Dive, one okay. of our favorite venues. Yep. Uh, Ithaca's own The Comb Down is hosting an event. It's Disco-ween. Love it. <laughs> uh, they're going to be playing some funky disco music, and they're also going to have a couple other bands with them. This one I'm really interested in, the Marcus Rezac Guitar Headband. Mouthful. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> but for those in the jam band scene, this is a real treat. It's basically like a super group. Okay. And it features Ray P. of Tranastasio Band, Adrian Tramanantano of Twiddle, Ike Willis of Frank Zappa's Joe Garage, and quite a few other incredible musicians. So, wow. I love these like super groups that get together from time to time and you know pull some of the best talent from each different band and start up a new group. So absolutely, they're going to be opening for the Comb Down, uh, the the. The Marcus Rezek guitar headband, they're known for their signature style blending various genres and influences into a unique sound that is both dynamic and electrifying. So, and then before those two bands come on, my buddy, Gavin, also known as Lil Stupid Ass, (laughs) is going to be bringing some synth sounds to the stage. He's got some funky house hip hop gumbo sprinkled with some acid. So, wait, can you explain the gumbo sprinkled with acid? (laughs) No, I I can't Uh, actually. (laughs) I would like to, but um, I just ripped that right from the Deep Dive website. I don't know if. A little stupid ass came up with that himself. Oh, it sounds dope. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw him play a few weeks ago. A lot of energy on the stage. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a good time. So, definitely gonna be hitting that up on Friday. Um, and I think there's another option that you're gonna tell us out a little bit about out on Friday as well. Yes. So, um, a few more shows. Of course, the State Theater at this time of year. With the fall weather, they always have great shows all winter. They have the Indigo Girls are playing Thursday, October 26th. For those of you who are not familiar, American folk and rock duo from Atlanta. Uh, One of the shows that I'm looking forward on Saturday is Rubble Bucket. And this is a band from Summersville, Mass. that I've seen a few times over the years. They played Grassroots one year. And they've just got a great kind of neo-psychedelia sound. It's like indie pop, 
uh, I guess you could say it's like art pop. I like that. Yeah, it's uh, alternative dance. They have horns, just a high energy kind of dance show. And um, they're one of my favorites. Uh, Definitely going to be checking that out on Saturday. So uh, what else do we have here? Oh, a little further out of town, uh, Ithaca's own Jim Cotta is playing the Westcott Theater on Friday, October 27th. So if you're willing to drive a little ways, that's going to be a great show. Westcott Theater is where exactly? Uh, It's somewhere in Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. So it's about an hour drive for people who live here. Gotcha. Um, Jim Cotta is originally from here in Ithaca. And uh, yeah, so it's just a short drive. I'm sure it's going to be a great time. Sweet. So we got a lot in our own backyard. Uh, What about some uh, under the radar events that you think our listeners would be interested in? Uh... Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, actually, my friends uh, that are in Obvious Objects, okay. if you're familiar, a lot of people in Ithaca are familiar with them, they do a, uh, they're a tandem, and they spin vinyl. So, really? Yeah, so nice. uh, they're going to be doing a vinyl set at Stone Bend Farm on Friday, October 27th. That's out in uh, Newfield, I believe. Okay. So kind of on the way over to the other oh, lake. Oh, yes. Are you familiar with that venue? Um, I'm familiar with it. I've never been there. Um, there's a brewery there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like Newfield, Enfield area. Okay, yeah. Okay, very and cool. from looking at the flyer, they said that they're actually going to be playing inside a greenhouse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so my friends and obvious, obvious objects are amazing. Like, okay. Not only are they DJs, but they throw <sighs> parties for like a living. So like any kind of party that they have is going to be uh, awesome. They, they pull out all kinds of tricks and, you know, it's just a great time. I've never been to one of their events where I wasn't blown away. So, <laughs> you know, people, when you listen to these events, like they're like, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, as you list them, like I should go to that. I want to check that out. And it's like, then I, by the time you've listed the vets, I'm like, there's so many options. Yeah, there are a lot of <laughs> options. I think I said that I'm going to go to all these, yeah. which means I'm hitting like three shows a night. So right. You can do that, right? <laughs> yeah. No problem. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's funny. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, why don't you tell us about the show that you were interested in going to see, or there's an event at Liquid State on Friday. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so this Friday at 9 o'clock, Liquid State is hosting their annual Halloween party. Uh, no cover. Uh, there will be, a, uh, I don't know if it will be a live band, maybe just a DJ. Um, I've gone, I went to it last year, and it was an awesome time. Um, great vibe. It was packed. Okay. Um, Do they open up the back room there for that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, and it's it's just packed. It's, it's great because everyone's dressed up, everyone's dancing, everyone's just enjoying themselves. Um, last year when I went there, I was the Joker. Okay, nice. <laughs> uh, this year, I'll be a different character. Uh, what are you going with this year? Um, for those of us, listeners, listeners that know the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a new noir film. Um, it's a really, really cool soundtrack. Um, I'll be Ryan Gosling's character, the driver. Okay, so you got like a scorpion jacket. I have the scorpion jacket. Okay, I nice. I have uh, leather uh, driving gloves. Okay. Which I've actually been using at work. Okay, nice. <laughs> And I see why the drivers use them. Um, the grip's amazing, and it keeps your hands super comfortable. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Has so, he been getting, character, getting into character? Yes, yeah, so that's a fun fact about me, is that when I... So Halloween's like one, probably my top three, like for hol- holidays or events. Okay. The other two being uh, Oktoberfest. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Thanksgiving. Right. So they're all like right next to each other. Um, 
but when I do Halloween and I pick whatever costume I'm doing, it's a character I, I do like to kind of get into and not just like dress up as a character. I kind of like to get into the mannerisms and like, we're that. doing like some method acting here. Is that what's going on? Yeah, sure. <laughs> In a very low level scale, uh, method acting, but yeah, I, I, cause it's like, you know, Halloween's a time to just kind of like let loose and like be something else or be someone else for like a day or a night. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, like I have like the costumes for whichever character I'm doing and I'll, I'll not, not like a hundred percent, but I will get into character. Right. Absolutely. Uh, is that your only costume for this year or do you have another one? I do have a backup. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping to hit up a lot of Halloween events, um, this, the next couple of days. The other one is, um, uh, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Okay. Um, for those that don't know the character, it's, uh. It's one of Christian Bale's earliest films. Um, it's actually almost 25 years old. This is how old it is. Um, it's actually based on a book written in the 1980s, uh, like the yuppie culture in Manhattan. Okay. Um, but like Patrick Bateman, Christian Bale's character is like a, a stockbroker who's a stockbroker by day and like a psycho killer at night. <laughs> okay. Does he have a different, does he have a costume for like at night or is he like just um, the same guy? No. So like the, so <laughs> I just recently watched this movie um, and it's like there's, he, as a stockbroker, he's wearing like a suit most of the time, but there is a, uh, a famous scene with Christian Bale and Jerry Leto where he invites Jerry Leto over his apartment and he's got like newspaper all over the floor and he gets Jerry Leto's character like really drunk. So, like, Christian Bale's wearing a suit. Um, he puts on a, a rain suit jacket, which is, like, a hole covering the whole suit. Mm-hmm. And he grabs an axe and chops his head off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, he's, like, wearing this rain suit because he's splattered in blood. So, I'll have, like, a suit. I'll have the rain suit, and I'll, like, spray, like, fake blood on me. Okay. But, that works. Yeah. yeah. That sounds really good. <laughs> uh, my costume hasn't really come together too much yet. I, I still... I, so, you're I, 90% I, there. Yeah. I'm 90% there. I have an idea... Uh, you know, my wife uh, has her costume already. She is going as uh, Wanda from the show WandaVision. Yep. It's a Marvel character. Um, actually, a whole bunch of our friends are going out on Saturday. They're all dressing up as Marvel characters. Great and, team. Great and, team. And, uh, yeah, so we were searching the other day. They were like, Pete, what are you going to dress up as? And I was like, I don't know. Let's search for bald Marvel characters. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, the number one hit was uh, Professor X. Professor X. Yeah. So um, I don't need much for this outfit. I just need like a vest, a red mm-hmm. tie, I think, maybe some suit pants and a jacket, or not even, and a wheelchair. Which so, is going to tie it all together. Yeah. Um, so my wife said that she would buy me a wheelchair. Uh, if any of our listeners out there have access to, preferably a foldable one, so I can fit it in my car. <laughs> but that would be great. And apparently she's going to push me around all night. So. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Did you make? A- Great Professor X. You got a brilliant mind. Thanks. I got to shave the beard, shave the head. Yeah, I got to trim down the beard too. (laughs) The the things we do for Halloween, you know? That's right. Um, And like I mentioned, you're going to come over on Tuesday, hang out with us. We're trick-or-treating. I usually have the uh, garage set up pretty nice. Perfect. We have party favors for the kids and the adults. Uh, we're going to have the, the smoke machine, get some, some lights going, help my, my DJ controller set up, yes. some obnoxiously loud speakers. It's making me looking forward to <laughs> next Tuesday so much more. Yeah, and like I said, it might just be me, you, and Joanna, but hey. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's uh, Patrick Bateman, <laughs> Professor X, and uh, WandaVision, <laughs> or Scarlet Witch, I should say. So sticking with the Halloween theme here, um, each week you're tasked with 
trying to find us a good hiking spot to tell us yes. a little bit about it. You are my resident uh, outdoorsman friend. You uh, like your mountain biking and your camping and uh, those types of things. So tell us a little bit about the spot that you came up for us this week. So keeping, in, like you said, keeping in with the team with Halloween and the time of the year, um, it's probably not necessarily considered like a hiking spot, but I, uh, I'm going to talk about Mount Olivia Cemetery. Okay, is is that right here, like in near Cornell? It is near Cornell. Uh, I think its address reads East State Street. Um, okay, yeah. So it's probably like a mile from the Commons. Um, I think a lot of people know of it. They might not know the name. I actually had to look it up. Um, it's a very old uh, cemetery lot with like a mausoleum and like really old tombstones. But this time of year, it's a very cool spot to walk around. It's kind of built on the hill. There's like some cool spots that overlook like the whole city of Ithaca, so you can check out the foliage. Or at nighttime, if you dare, um, <laughs> <laughs> dare you get the whole like uh, city lights effect. Um, but I was doing a little research. It was I found out it was uh, established in 1854, um, and it was mainly active through the 1860s through 1940s. So it's Okay, so they're not currently having services there? No. Okay. Um, which is kind of cool fact because if you walk around there, like you, if you look at, if you ever, ever walk to like a cemetery, like, um, not that I do this a lot, not that I'm like a morbid soul, but like sometimes they look at like the date of birth and the date of death. Yeah. Some of these people, and it's like sometimes you go to these cemeteries, I'm like, man, like some of these tombstones are like 100, 200, 300 years old. Um, yeah. Which, so there's like a lot of history there. And, um, I did find two interesting facts. Uh, so Thomas Jefferson, not the president, but Thomas Jefferson, the first mayor of Maryland, was actually buried in there. And then um, really interesting was Francis Scott Key, who is the author of the U.S. National Anthem, is buried there. No way. Yeah, I did that not know really that. That is really cool. Yeah, it's like a really random, interesting Ithaca fact. Yeah, I, I wonder what that connection is to Ithaca. I have no idea because, like, um, I, I, like, I don't think, like, Ithaca was really big in, like, revolutionary times in America. Right. Um, or in the Civil War. So, like, maybe maybe there are connections to Cornell. Okay, right. Um, I have to do a little more detail to work. Yeah, but, no, that's really interesting. But, yeah, I definitely it's worth, like, a walk through uh, during the day. Okay. Um, with the leaves in the foliage, or like I said, like if you dare at nighttime and walk around in the in the in the cemetery at night, um, pretty pretty cool like vibe there. Okay, yeah, don't get stuff. too spooked out. And uh, what's the elevation like there? Um, it is so it's like built on the hill. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's nothing strenuous, but like it does create like effect. If you if you look one way, like you see the rest of the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like have kind of an overlook of the city, which is really cool. Um, the rest, like, like it kind of shows like when it was built. Because like, um, if I was building a cemetery, I would not pick that plot of land, right? Because it's not level, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm always curious about too, like erosion and like right. flood, like. <laughs> do these coffins like slide down a little bit or move a little bit, like you know, ones that were like you know done like 200 years ago, like right. I don't like. I don't know, <laughs> but well, it's, we're, we're shot. It's nearby. Yeah, good stuff. 
Well, thanks for bringing that to uh, bringing that to our listeners, letting them know about it. Uh, I'm definitely need to check it out. Uh, we've got looks like a couple more weeks of some nice weather here. This week it's supposed to be in the 70s, so maybe later this week we can get over that way. So thanks again for sharing that with us. Uh, normally, about this time, we would do some kind of beer tasting. Uh, it's been one of our favorite things to do in past episodes. But this week, we decided that we would just uh, talk about our favorite cocktails, yes. how we uh, kind of came to have to be into those, and that kind of thing. So why don't you go first? All right. Tell me, what is your favorite cocktail, first of all? That's my first question. So my favorite cocktail, or my go-to cocktail, is an old-fashioned Classic okay. old fashioned. And how long have you been drinking those for? Whew. Uh, close to ten years. Okay, yeah. so so it wasn't it wasn't your your childhood drink. No, it wasn't your college drink. No, it was something you uh, learned as you. And how did you first discover childhood it college? I was a vodka and tonic, like super gin and tonic, okay. simple as possible. Uh, it wasn't until my 30s that I got like sophisticated, and how I came about the old-fashioned was the show Mad Men. Okay, yeah, love that show. Yeah, um, and the main character Don Draper's go-to cocktail is a old-fashioned. Yeah. So watching the show, loving the show, I'm like, oh, Don, it's cool. I'm gonna drink his cocktail and be cool too. And I'm <laughs> right. like, I really like this cocktail. So did you uh, make it yourself, or did you go out somewhere and order it? Um. I think the first couple of times I ordered it. Okay. Um, and it does, in terms of like style or quality, it does vary from like how the bar, bars and bartenders does do it. Um, one of the things I know that I do like is that I like the cocktail cube. Yes, absolutely. I don't like the crushed ice in the cocktail yeah, or any cocktail, but especially old fashioned. Absolutely. Um, your drink doesn't get watered down. Yeah. You don't have all that ice clanking off your teeth. Yes. <laughs> right? Class of your luck. So when bartender makes it with an ice cube, I'm like, I'm optimistic. When I see like the crushed ice going in that old fashioned, I just like, oh, this is going to be not, not the best old fashioned. <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree. I have the same cubes at home. Yeah. I'm a huge fan and it's such a simple thing. Yeah. You just got to buy the right tray with right. the big cubes and like yeah. people come over and they're always so impressed. I'm like, Hey, yeah. you know, it's like. Everybody should have some of these. Absolutely. You should start keeping them on hand for Christmas presents or like uh, birthday presents for there people. There you go. Stock and stuffers. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that the 1950s and you mentioned Mad Men and then you mentioned the, the old fashioned. Uh, I spent some time when I was a teenager uh, living with my grandparents down in Corning, New York. They had this old like 1950s kind of like um, flat roof split level house kind of like Frank Lloyd Wright style yeah and uh, their house was especially in the basement was very much like a 1950s time machine they had awesome. the same carpet down there the same furniture and they had their liquor down there and um, before me and my friends found out how to actually make cocktails, we would raid the liquor cabinet. Yeah. And we would just do shots of whiskey because <laughs> we didn't really know what we were doing, right. uh, which had mixed results. You yeah. know? But it was funny. Once I turned 21, at that time I had moved to Buffalo, but I would come home and visit my grandparents. My grandparents were amazing. Yeah. Um, and my grandmother, as soon as you walked in, she would offer you a drink. And she would bring out, <laughs> like, you'd have a seat in the living room, and then she'd go make cocktails, and she would bring them out. Wow. And... Uh, her favorite drink was a Manhattan, okay. which is similar, yeah, I think, to old an old-fashioned cousin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so she would make Manhattans, and so I would just be like, I'm going to have what you're going to have, because I didn't really know what I was doing. Sure. And uh, so what's the difference? Do you know off the top of your head the difference between a Manhattan and an old-fashioned? I should know this, but I can't do this on air. <laughs> yeah, I should know it, too. <laughs> 
if we think about it for a second. Hmm. Oh, wow. That's disappointing. Yeah. I'm sorry, listeners. Maybe somebody can leave, <laughs> leave it in the yeah, comments. Yeah, leave a comment. We're, we're going to tell who's really listening. Yeah. If you've made it this far in yeah. the episode, please. Please, please leave a comment. <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, cool. I love this story. That's a, that's an awesome story. Thanks. Um, okay, so w- what's yours? What's your go-to cocktail and why? Okay, so I would say uh, I'm definitely a fan of gin martinis. Okay. Okay, I yep. like mine dry, Okay. Uh, which means just a little bit of vermouth. Sure. And with a twist. Okay. So that's just, you know, no olives. Sometimes I get it with olives, but usually my main order is Hendrix gin with a twist and... Uh, just a little bit of vermouth. So it's basically, you know, straight liquor. I like it because it's low sugar. Okay. Um, and as far as how I discovered that, I think it was, you know, when I first moved to Ithaca, I started hanging out with some friends of mine. We we're all getting a little bit older. We were taking it easy on the beer and, um, it was either tequila and soda water with my one buddy or yeah. it was Hendrix and soda water okay. with my other buddy. So I basically just took that and evolved into trying to find a dry martini. So I don't really like a lot of sugar in my drinks. Um, so I don't like to do gin and tonic because okay. there's too much sugar in that. Sure. So like that dry gin martini is just, it gets the job done. It's low calories. It's low sugar. It's got a great taste to it. Uh, it goes right to your head. And uh, <laughs> can, yes. I, can I uh, uh, list a, a fun fact to our listeners about this? Yeah, sure. About, about the Pete Gin Martini. <laughs> yeah, tell me. That uh, you parlay this into uh, Rogue's Harbor to carry Hendrix. Yes. For the Hendrix Gin Martini. Yeah, is that really just because of me? Yeah. Oh, really? The okay. manager told me this. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, I need to make sure that I'm getting the Hendrix every time. That's amazing that, yeah. that they're doing Dude, that. This is how legendary you are locally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, those people at Rogues Harbor are great. I'm glad yeah. they glad they listen to their customers. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, one more fun fact is um, that uh, Snoop Dogg recently did a a couple years ago did a uh, Guinness Book of World Record for largest yes. cocktail, and yeah. I don't remember the exact details of the drink that he did, but he used Hendrix Gin, which is my favorite gin, uh, to make the concoction. So, when you think of the song Gin and Juice, he was referencing Hendrix then. So there you go. <laughs> It's it's, Fun fact. it's it's good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So, all right. Well, I think that pretty much covered everything that we were wanting to talk about I today. Think it does. Um, we got some good shows to go to this weekend. Uh, you gave us a great hiking spot to check out. And our uh, Halloween episode week. That's right. So if you are going out for Halloween this weekend, uh, tag us on Instagram at the Pulse of Vithigo. We will reshare your photos. Uh, we'd love to see what costumes everybody uh, is yes. checking out. So uh, don't be shy. Hit us up on social media. And that pretty much does it for us. Um, if you love what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, we're out there on Spotify, we're out there on Apple Music, uh, Podbeam, so definitely check us out. Uh, your support goes a long way in helping us bring you the latest and greatest from Ithaca every week. If you have an event or a story or a local favorite you want us to cover, reach out to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, keep your finger on the pulse of Ithaca and make the most of this amazing place we call home. Take care, everybody. Thanks, everyone.